0: The hits just keep on coming.
1: are listening to Wali Kukula FM. Another week passed and uh, a lot of things happened in Sri Lanka and you know we thought to have another uh conversation. wait how have you been been good just chilling any anything
0: new i got an intern job that's about it really really yeah Uh, for, for the summer uh no it's just a casual contract
2: oh
1: okay
0: small software engineering
1: wow that's awesome dude
0: now what are we going to talk about today do you have any any ideas uh maybe the media how the media affects the relationship between the media and the general public. Um, let's, Let's first discuss like, you know, in terms of Sri Lanka,
1: why the media matters. Whatever that's said and done by the media people, why does it really matter?
0: It's where people get their information from. People need to know what's happening in the country. I mean, I think it's just human nature to be curious about the world and your environment and your communities. And it's also a way to protect yourself and your communities, that sort of stuff.
1: Uh, the the relationship that you know the Sri Lankans have with media, um, I feel like sometimes that has become the only source of information. Um, how do you see that in you know the experience that you have in New Zealand?
0: Well, I guess the thing with New Zealanders, I don't try to rely as much on the media because. I can go out, I can interact with people, I can meet people in different communities. I don't really know what the culture in Sri Lanka is like for socializing. From my experiences in visiting, it's very introverted, people keep to themselves, people don't really want to talk about important issues. There isn't much of like a social scene in Colombo, like I couldn't find much activities to hang out or meet people my age, so I was mostly confined to my family or people my parents know. It's not like a Western city or proper, like any other country where I could just go out to a bar or a club or an event and I can just mingle around and meet people. I could not do that in Sri Lanka. It was very difficult. And if that's what it's like for me and for other people, it might be difficult for normal citizens to get exposure to like their country, the social environment of Sri Lanka. That's that's one of the one of the things that
1: is um, lacking in Sri Lankan culture. People, yes. people don't gather, people don't uh, mingle. Like, you know, if you, if you are in a certain set of a small community, um, like, let's say, if you are in a certain block, you're always in that block. You just go to work, you come back, you just mingle with the together uh, NT or, you know, the nearby uh, boutique or something like that. And, you know, most of the people, they are just, they are being limited to a certain... Uh, set of people for the whole life sometimes unless they move to because of a job or something like that Let's uh, let's discuss this uh, with uh, a couple of other our Contributors we have good news. Uh, we have two uh, of our Twitter pals uh, joining us with us uh, one is uh, Prasad. He is He's a uh, uh, quite a well-known character in the Sri Lankan Twitter. He's quite well received by people he engages uh, quite a lot of discussions with uh, Tweeps. And then we have Andrew, uh, same story. He's uh, uh, always engaging with other people. And so let's get uh, get them introduced, Boyd. Yep. Hey guys. Hi. Hi. Andrew, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself.
3: I'm presently living in Dubai. I left Sri Lanka in uh, 2008. I'm not uh, so popular like Prasad <laughs> I have to, you know, make it very clear Prasad seems to be uh, so popular amongst the you know trips. I'm also not affiliated to uh, any political party. I'm doing a normal uh, 9 to 5 day job in the corporate sector Uh, but at the same time obviously you know uh, trying to make a difference in my own way, uh, speaking up when I see something wrong uh, and also you know making sure that you know the people are aware of what's going on according to the information i get i try to you know share it with the others uh, because you know i, I think you uh, mentioned something really valid both of you that uh, in sri lanka you don't have people mingling with others you know we have a typical tribal mindset uh, and and it's the same um, with us as well with me as well when i come to sri Lanka. I will be uh, hanging out with the friends I have been uh, going to school with so we go out together we have a drink together we party together and no one else comes into that you know circle so yeah so I,
1: I do agree with you guys so Prasad you are the famous one here and, hey. uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. so um. let's let's take your uh, input on that uh, and also introduce yourself uh, for our audience.
2: I'm Prasad and I live in Colombo. I'm a social media person. I do promotions and stuff as a job. Other than that, uh, I'm a social activist who talks about uh, freedom, then uh, uh, human rights and stuff. Which is very noble.
1: Prasad, now when you interact with other Sri Lankans in, uh, you know, in within uh, Sri Lankan social media, uh, how do you see the media effect on them?
2: People, have, I mean with social media, people have, everyone have a voice uh, they where they can use. They can uh, talk to anyone, they can say whatever they want. It has changed the uh, way how people think, how people behave and uh, how they interact with other people. It's become a part
1: of a culture, yes. Right. Now, when you think about uh, the, the traditional media, uh, in Sri Lanka, let's say, you know, the papers and uh, TV and, uh, you know, radio and stuff like that. Well, it, in a way, these are the the ways people receive information. It used to be. Right. It used to be the main source, like people got information. Uh, but then with social media, Facebook, Twitter and all that. Now, people are starting to wake up to a different sort of uh news source or so events or something like that in a country like sri lanka and if you compare it also to new zealand um is this do you see this as a completely a positive thing or can be very negative thing
0: oh i, I don't know because like when you look at sri lanka you see like a lot of fake news and stuff and it's over the top as opposed to here i don't see it that often I think, like, most people are quite grounded and level-headed when it comes to news, and people are not very emotional, so they can digest things more thoroughly instead of acting out. Whereas in Sri Lanka, as we said, a lot of people can get very emotional, and they start to live in denial and reject whatever sort of news that they get, like the doctor issue that's happening. I've seen a lot of people on Facebook reject the CID saying... That he's innocent, and some people asking for foreign investigations because they want him to be guilty. I've never seen that sort of stuff here. Wow. So, so they they want they want the doctor to be guilty means they want the women to be sterilized. Is that? Well, I think I think yeah, I think like it's sort of a like the ends justify the means for them is to attack the Muslim community and to isolate them. And I guess if it means t- 4,000 women got sterilized, that's acceptable for them because they can attack the entire community. That's how their mind works, I guess.
1: Um, let's begin, uh, Prasad and Andrew, who, who, what, what do you guys to say about that?
3: Uh, if I may go uh, first, yeah, I, I, I fully uh, agree with that statement because how Sri Lankan see things post uh, April 21st is that whatever you can do to marginalize the Muslim community you we will do it that that's the bottom line we see uh, uh Reverend Aturali Ratana immediately after CID confirmed that they don't have any grounds to charge doctor the doctor he came out saying you know that uh, CID was biased and the same person who doesn't want foreign intervention to you know uh, look into war, alleged war crimes or any other thing, uh, human rights abuses in Sri Lanka, he's now talking about, you know, getting
0: foreign intervention, foreign expertise for this investigation, which is quite ironic. I hope that monk's paying. He's paying for the foreign investigations, right? Out of his own pocket.
1: So so Wade is asking if he's going to pay pay for the investigation.
0: I mean, I imagine it's not going to be cheap, and I doubt it's going to be to local rates. You're going to have to pay a big price, and the monk's going to be paying for all of it.
3: Definitely not. And I'm sure there'll be so many people vested interests, who will, you know, sort of uh, fund or finance this, you know, uh, stupid exercise. Uh, Because, you know, at the end of the day, uh, I I will have to go back, you know, to the mindset of Sri Lankans. You know, we are very tribal, uh, communalism. you know, tribalism, emotion moves us. So for the politicians, finding the doctor guilty will be a major sort of victory for those racist politicians, you know, who are banking on the Sinhalese Buddhist majority votes. So for them, uh, finding out that 4,000 odd women are infertile or being sterilized, it's nothing. As long as, you know, they can prove a point and say, you know, the Muslim a Muslim person has been doing that, they will go by that narrative. And uh, for them, that, that really is, you know, something like collateral, the 4,000 women, because I mean, you would find that, pe- you would think that people would be happy When CID comes and says, hey, you know, look, nothing has happened. So that means 4,000 of our women are, you know, uh, not sterilized. I mean, I will be very happy and I am happy. However, lots of people, including uh, the so-called elite in Colombo, who are in the Colombo circus, they are not accepting the CID
1: report. Uh, Prasad, what what do you think?
2: It's uh, not acceptable by any way how the media has created that uh, story. I mean, when you look at the figures and stuff, you can see uh, something like that might not have happened by looking at it, just looking at it. But, uh, I mean, they have carried away, right? They know this might cause a racial tension. It might, it it, it could have caused some, uh, caused a riot like Minoangoran, but they didn't care.
1: When media handles a story. And I, I can't remember uh, seeing uh, screenshots where um, they were saying 8,000, sorry, uh, 4,000 women were sterilized. Uh, the police has started, in uh, police has already conducted the investigations. And that they have strong evidence that this has been taking place for the last so many years. The next question, uh, you know, comes to mind is like, where is that evidence?
0: Well, that's the thing with the media, though, it's a business. They show you what you want to see. It shows what people want to see, the affinity of the people, and the identity. It's just consumer-based, so if people want to see communal racial violence, then they will show it.
2: Just imagine if you were that doctor. I mean, you have done nothing wrong. Everyone is blaming you, and you got arrested, and I mean, all for nothing right he has that, that done nothing wrong so how, right. how 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 would you feel like i mean right that will push them into more into extremism not going to take them from there right,
0: right. I mean, we have to we have to do the opposite yeah that's the thing though. people are not interested about tackling islamic extremism If they were, they would have easily taken the documents and information they got about the bombings and prevented or tried to nullify it, but they did not do that. They just let it happen. So it's pretty obvious that no one in positions of power are interested in stopping violence or communal racial violence or whatever. Because they've clearly had the opportunity to stop such events, but they chose not to.
1: A lot of people, a lot of... um... Evidence have come to light, uh, especially because of the the parliamentary select committee, that uh, the Sri Lankan police and even the National Security Council uh, knew about the attack, and and some higher ups might have tried to shield the attack, like you know, shield as in like uh,
0: misdirect the security. Have you come across that sort of information? I've come across certain, but I've not heard about higher-ups trying to misdirect it, so it can happen.
1: Uh, The head of TID, the Terrorism uh, Something Division, uh, the guy has directed the police to go and protect the Methodist churches instead of the Catholic churches, which were to be attacked. Um, Any of you guys have come across that that information, Andrew Prasad?
3: well i have heard about it and i have seen a few tweets going on about it but I, i'm i'm not so sure whether that has happened you know uh, i i cannot really confirm or deny that but if you look at the whole episode of this you know uh, april 21st attacks uh, it's very odd that a country that's that went through a similar situation 10 years back has taken things so lightly Even when uh, foreign, uh, you know, intelligence agencies and governments had been warning the country of, you know, imminent attacks. And even like one or two days prior to these attacks, you know, when when we've got information, when we've got intel, uh, it's quite odd. And, you know, I I, I don't think it's normal for a country to disregard all these warning signs.
1: If you think about uh, this whole incident with this doctor, like let's say he did it, so just just for the sake of argument, let's say he did it. And it's just one person who's doing it. And how come that can be implied to everybody in that community? Like, you know, me doing something uh, shouldn't affect you. Because that's
0: my doing. Do you mean like whatever the doctor does, he's entitled to do it and nobody else should get involved? Or are you saying because he's Muslim... The whole Muslim community is responsible for what he does. So
1: the the narrative on the paper, uh, I think what they are trying to, trying to pass is that just because he's a Muslim and that if he has done something bad, it seems that they want it to be passed on to all the Muslims in Sri Lanka.
0: I think that's because of how people view each other in Sri Lanka, the clan mentality the tribalism, that sort of stuff. You know how people love to identify as a certain group. Like we discussed earlier, like UNP or SSL people that party or whatever, JVP and maybe like TNA, all sorts of stuff. And of course we can't forget Colombo seven or people from candy or where else like Jaffna Tamils, Hill Tamils is so much like different names for people, labels. Hmm and people don't view each other as individuals the way I see it. Like how people in schools, like all the school people, they look the same. I think Sri Lanka tries to nullify individual identity. So people don't see each other as individuals, but as a collective group. And this starts to transition into how people think and view people. So, Prasad, um, uh, what would you say about
2: this? The problem we have I mean, with the Sinhala community and the uh, Muslim community it's, it, it's been there for like long time. Right. right. It started, right. I think, Anagarika uh, uh, uh Buddhist, no, Sinhalese nationalism. Yeah, with that, and uh, they were against killing cows. Muslims used to, I mean, kill a uh, one of the I mean, ritual, uh, one of the uh, holidays, one of the religious days, so so that, that, that tension
1: has been there. Um, we were talking about the problem between making someone represent a whole community, like for example, if I'm a Buddhist and if I kill another person, that shouldn't be viewed as all oh, the Buddhists are bad, at the same time, if Shafi does something wrong I mean I'm not saying he did anything wrong I'm just saying the the way the media handled that whole story is just just because Shafi is Dr. Shafi is a Muslim person people used it to question uh, Muslims um, what's your what's your view on that uh, Andrew
3: Okay, that's very good. I think uh, we cannot take this incident of uh, Dr. Shafi's uh, in isolation. Uh, There has been so many things that's been building up uh, to the uh, present state that we are in. Uh, For an example, everything started with, you know, the Wanda story, right? So there was this whole myth of, you know, Muslims uh, mixing uh, sterilizing pills so that, you know, the Sinhalese Buddhist women will become infertile. So this happened like since four five or more than four, four, five years back. So this narrative started with that. Uh, there were so many uh, sort of attacks on uh, Muslim-owned establishments. For an example, there was a rumor that uh, places like No Limit or other Muslim-owned, you know, clothes retailers, they are mixing some uh, sort of uh, chemical or uh, applying some sort of chemical in their in the clothes that they are selling which when a woman wears it, you know, that that woman will be left, uh, you know, infertile. So this is not isolated. Uh, You know, it's it's been happening for a long time. This narrative has been building up, building up. Uh, The narrative was that the Muslims wants to, you know, dominate the country. Uh, The Muslims uh, don't uh, want the Sinhalese Buddhists to be the majority. So they are doing everything that they can, you know, to make sure that the Sinhalese population does not grow. So that was the narrative that's been built up, and when it came to this story of a doctor who had been sterilizing uh, Sinhalese Buddhist women, and the doctor being Muslim, obviously it uh, ideally connected with the old narrative of the you know Muslims wanting to dominate the country, Muslims wanting to become the majority, and Muslims wanting the Sinhalese Buddhist you know population to not grow. So because of that narrative before, this became part of it. And obviously, you know, uh, it, it was Dr. Shafi, unfortunately, a Muslim person who was, you know, uh, sort of uh, highlighted in this episode, and with that, it became a total Muslim community thing. So this is, so for people, the racist people, they can always reta- relate to the previous discussions and say, look, this is what we've been telling you, uh, this is what the Muslims have been doing, they have been doing all these things before, and now they have doctors were also aligned with that. So unfortunate, uh, but I believe that that's how, you know, it became to be uh, the whole community to be uh, sort of, you know, uh, stereotyped, I would say, generalized and, uh, you know, uh, connected with Dr. Shafi.
2: Uh, Prasad, uh, if you jump in. I mean, the tension was growing for like four, five years now. And it was, it has been used by like, Politicians like Mahinda, then again, uh, partly those nationalistic uh, politicians, then Aturari Akhthatero, they were using that, uh, using and maintaining that uh, racial tension so they can uh, have a solid voter base to them. And uh, it's like they know uh, it shouldn't be there, but for Their own survival, they need it kind of thing.
1: I was just checking the the statistics for the census uh, from the Census Bureau. If I check for uh, 1881, um, in Sri Lanka there were 67 percent Sinhalese, um, 24, 20, almost 25 percent Tamils, close to seven percent Muslims. Now, if you look at 2011. Sri Lankan, the Sinhalese people have grown into 75%, Sri Lankan, Tamils has gone down to 11% and Muslims has come up to 9%. I don't, I mean, if you look at the whole thing, uh, there is only the uh, growth uh, in the percentages for Sinhalese and Muslims. I don't see Muslims like, you know, becoming like a huge majority or anything like that. Still, they are the second largest minority in Sri Lanka Lanka. and uh, the numbers doesn't show you know single people getting dimini- uh, diminished
0: wait hmm i think it's more like a different issue it's not about stats but it's more about like how the singular people thrive you know like we don't really have any other place to call home like pe- i think singular people like you think that muslims have a lot of other places like the middle east africa Pakistan, Southeast Asia, and Tamils have mm. Southern India, so they like to view them as they have other places where they could go and integrate and belong, even though that's <laughs> not true. And singular people like to believe that Sri Lanka is like the sacred holy land of singular Buddhism. I mean, I had an uncle tell me Sri Lanka is going to be the last place for singular right. Buddhism to thrive and live on, and he was telling me it's what the Buddha said. Like, signal, right. like Buddhism is going to disappear in the whole world except Buddhism, right. and it breeds this like real special snowflake syndrome among people. Like yes. people think they're very special, and like maybe they think they're delinquents or something because they believe in Buddhism. Like right. it's this identity issue that's going on, like an identity crisis, and I think it breeds inferiority as well. Like it's no surprise that colonialism already inflicts a inferiority right. inferiority right. complex among people, especially mm. the majority. So like it's still present today because none of those issues have been resolved. Now, uh, Andrew
1: Prasad, like you know, what do you guys see these numbers and what do you guys, uh, how do you guys explain this, this narrative that Sinhalese are diminishing in Sri Lanka?
3: The problem is, you know, people don't look up at the statistics, they don't look at reality, they they don't look at logic. Our uh, people are moved by you know emotion. Someone comes, I mean, someone comes on a stage and starts, you know, beating their chest, saying, oh, you know, uh, uh, Sinhalese, you know, the majority is diminishing, you know, Muslims are taking over. And what people see is that, you know, unfortunately or fortunately, uh, is that, okay, Muslim businesses are thriving. I think it's it's more to do with the mindset, uh, a jealous mindset that's driving all these, you know, discussions.
1: Uh, I, I want to ask you a separate question because of your heritage, uh, your mixed heritage. Um, Correct. Singhala, uh, sorry, uh, Tamils and Muslims. Now, Tamils have definitely diminished, in the numbers at least. They came down from 25% to 11%. Is there a tension between the Tamils and the Muslims in Sri Lanka?
2: Uh,
3: there weren't any tensions initially. I think tensions started uh, once this Elam war started and you know, Tabakaran uh, started uh, evicting Muslims from the North. Uh, he started evicting them on the fear that you know Muslims would side with the military. That was his logic, which I don't agree upon. Uh, however, that was his logic, you know, to start evicting and then he started, you know, massacring innocent villagers. Uh, we've heard about Kattankudi. We've heard about uh, Eravul, where people got massacred while praying. So then, obviously, you know, there was some sort of tension between the Tamils and the Muslims. Uh, otherwise, obviously, Muslims had been co-e- coexisting with the Tamils for a long time. Uh, most Muslims, I would say, the majority speak the same language, Tamils mm-hmm. and the Muslims. They can communicate in Tamil. Uh, right. I don't see any major sort of uh, conflict. What I've seen mostly is that you know, when it comes to the minorities, because I have, uh, I- I'm from the minority faction as well as you may call it. So yeah. minorities mostly stick together. Right. Right, that means the Muslims and even if you look look at the religions, the Christians, uh, the Christians, Muslims and the Hindus, you know, uh, used to stick together. And you know, obviously, you know, because we, uh, the people had some sort of uh, influence or unnecessary, the thought of, you know, uh, aggression from the majority. So I know, I don't think that there's any sort of conflict, but yeah, there were situations that uh, cropped up. And also now, I feel some people are using the Tamils to you know attack the muslims which is another new trend that I'm seeing in sri lanka
1: Venerable Aturali Ratanatero went to meet the, these fasting people the one uh, tamil hindu priest and yeah, Batikalo so uh, and there was one monk, a buddhist monk and a, a priest from the hindu in religion um, and then he uh, sort of uh, expressed his uh, solidarity uh, for, for their action and to get another separate uh, GA division. Now, is this really uh, the love towards Tamils or something else going on?
2: Um, I don't think so. I mean, uh, they have... Uh, can, can you, like, name one thing they have done for Tamils? For past like fifteen, I mean, whenever, whenever they have in power, they haven't done anything for Tamils, right? Before this thing, so all of a sudden, why this? Uh, I mean, care about Tamils? It's highly unlikely. I think uh, he's. Uh, I mean, he's playing. He's collecting uh, Tamil people's votes for Maitripala citizen. Probably he's uh, supporting, uh, he's trying to get like more leverage on getting uh, presidential candidacy from whatever the side. I think that they they are uh, more, they they think they will uh, get nominations from SLPP, but I think that's what they are doing. And, uh, uh, Void,
1: let's go back to uh, how things happen in a country like New Zealand. Now, that is that is one place we can look into and, you know, get something to our society in
0: Sri so Lanka. Um, do you mean, what do you mean, like fasting and stuff? This country is very non religious, so. I, I'm
1: talking about the whole scenario, like, you know, the, the things about, um, what happened with uh, venerable Arthur uh, Liathero and you know this fasting thing and get things done you know, showing solidarity uh, with Tamils so because he's a Sinhalese against Muslims you know how does the country like you know people in New Zealand would uh,
0: resolve their problems? Do they fast? No, it's not a religious country so none of those mumbo jumbo witch doctor rituals that you see in sri lanka i guess uh i think like after the shooting a lot of people were just gathering at parks and having vigils and talking to each other and i think maybe muslims were putting on feasts and people were eating and i think like a few like musicians came over and they played and people were having a good time together that's what happened
1: and um Uh, Andrew, now you have experience traveling abroad um, and I I think you are living in another country also. Um, Yes. How, um, uh, you know, I I don't know whether you have come across this sort of a similar situation in in that sort of country, but how does uh, different communities in those countries come together? What's what's the mechanism uh, they get to know each other?
3: um basically i would say uh, it's depending on where you work and how much of a connection you have with the embassy and you know participating in the events that's been organized by the embassies uh, other than that i don't see sri lankans as a community or uh, with with one sort of national identity getting together or hanging out uh, you will have your own friend circles you know it's 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 unfortunately i would say a reflection of what you see in sri lanka So, I was in Qatar before I went to Dubai, so in Qatar, I was there for six years. Um, So, people gather around their schools. For an example, uh, they have these old boys associations, especially... I don't know about the other countries, but I'm uh, talking about the Gulf and the Middle East. Um, They have their old boys associations, they they mingle with the same crowd. Uh, But I don't see, you know, for an example... uh, Tamils and Sinhalese mingle as long as you know they have gone to the same school or they have, you know, uh, they work in the same sort of companies. But other than that, I don't see uh, as one sort of uh, one sort of Sri Lankan identity people getting together. Uh, mostly, the people who come for all these embassy events are uh, Sinhalese and Buddhists, which is what I've seen, or Sinhalese and Christian, and and a few Muslims here and there. I haven't seen, you know, many tamils or hindus sort of you know coming for these events and some of the events obviously are revolving around vesak and you know some poya day etc and right. that's another part of it the embassies do not really go out of their way to sort of build an inclusive uh, sort of uh, culture
0: right right
1: uh void, now um let's 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 uh take uh, andrew's uh example like how does it happen in New Zealand uh, in regards to Sri Lankans?
0: Um, I haven't really partaken in any Sri Lankan societies, but my parents do. I don't think it's fair to call them Sri Lankan societies because they're mostly Singhala Buddhist societies. Like oh, I, So, so
1: um, other national, other ethnicities are not... Uh, no, it's
0: just Singhala Buddhist. I've never met a Tamil or a Sri Lankan Muslim in my life. I'm going to be honest. I've never talked to one
1: now uh that's very interesting because once um, uh cutlet he told me that um when he was in when when he is in uh, toronto um he hasn't met any singalist people
0: yeah well I'm, i'm pretty sure our communities never mingle even when i grew up in singapore like there wasn't like any tamils or singular people interacting with each other they keep to themselves see the singular Buddhists all together, they will all go to Pansal and hang out there, and it's always going to be... I think singular Buddhists are more likely to hang out with Chinese people because there's some Chinese Buddhist people who like the Sri Lankan Buddhist stuff, so you'd see more interaction between Chinese and singular people than singular and Tamils.
1: (laughs) That's interesting, right? Because the the religion takes up uh, across uh, whatever the nationality is, uh, but still we are unable to connect with each other within our nationality.
0: Yeah, but this was during the war as well, so everyone was very paranoid and kind of questioning each other. I don't know what it's like now. It's probably the same. Now,
1: let's go to that uh, point Andrew was making to end up our discussion. Muslims were quite successful in their um, business acumen in Sri Lanka, so they naturally... Have a, um, uh, they provide a good customer support, they provide a good um, sometimes after sales service, or you know, they treat the customer like a god or like a you know, important person. If you if you go to a say a clothes shop and ask for all the saris to take down, they would gladly do <clears> it. And the problem about uh, Sinhalese especially, I mean, I, I can speak for Singhalese because I'm Singhalese and um, uh, uh, you know, Sinhalese people are quite proud, uh, also has a huge ego, uh, which means if you go to, uh, a shop, you know, they will treat you the worst they can do instead of, you know, there are some exceptions, of course, uh, but, uh, they, like, if you ask them to show a cloth, they might say, oh, are you going to buy that, you know?
3: Yes, I see that, you know, uh, all these, muslims overtaking the sinhalese especially the Buddhists, started because of some deep-seated jealousy Uh, muslims are a minority but you know they are i would say a very prominent minority when it comes to business Uh, they are good business people so i mean i'm not trying to stereotype uh, a community Mm -hmm. but because of their hard work you know how they treat the customer you know people come to their shops uh they, they they work hard at you know retaining the customers they work hard in you know making a sale this is not the you know normal tendency of you know singhalese or buddhist or christians even i mean i would say Sinhalese as a in, in general and so obviously with this hate you know it was very easy to sort of you know influence and you know indoctrin- indoctrinate the people about all the dangers of the muslims because then people see okay okay they are they are wealthy they are well to do you know uh they are doing good business they have always they always have money they are enjoying if you go to golf you know you see mostly Muslim people uh, if you go to you know some uh, new area you will see mostly so uh, it was quite clear though Muslim was a minority and we have seen through statistics that they have not grown like exponentially uh, because of the the prominence that they had or have you know it was quite easy for the racist to say look you know Muslims are taking over the country. And, and, you know, the narrative obviously was because they are good in what they do, they own businesses. Uh, I've had my friends coming and saying, you know, I'm sorry to use this very derogatory term that people use, you know, don't go to a Tambika day. Right. And, you know, uh, my friends, you know, I mean, they know I'm a Tamil, they're saying, but for them, you know, uh, Tamil is fine, you know, okay, fine. You know, it's fine to go to a Tamil shop, but don't go to a Muslim shop. Wow. So I. Uh, yeah, uh, which is like really eye-opening, and I, I, you know, told them off, you know, uh, obviously when they come with those. Uh, and uh, it, it's it's the case, you know, it's it's a jealousy that's sort of uh, been sort of uh, used by racists to you know uh, make the majority against Muslims. I see a lot of closer racists as well. You know, people say, oh, I'm not racist, yeah. but when you go into discussion, especially on Twitter, there were few people who just got you know exposed. On, right. on the racist thinking especially on the Muslims and which is quite weird you know what is more weird is uh, sorry I, I'll go into this because there was a war being fought between you know eth- mainly ethnically Tamil I mean whether you like to call it or not that was Tamil and obviously the Sinhalese uh, the Sri Lankan army's majority Sinhalese as we all know
1: yeah yeah
3: but still you don't see that much of an animosity between the Sinhalese and the Tamils as you see uh uh, by the is against the Muslims, which is what really baffles me.
2: Right, right. Prasad? Uh, normally, like, I think Muslim people uh, are good in uh, trading and business because because majority is is right? Then uh, most of the places, they get uh, they get their priority when they were taking um, new uh, government servants or whatever the jobs uh, there, there there was a priority for sinhalese people and um, muslim and uh, tamil people were kind of left off after uh bandar makes made she uh, made Sri, uh sinhalese a national language mm-hmm. then uh, so uh, with that they they had no other option but to go to go to uh, businesses their own stuff so with that i think we can see uh, what what we are seeing today that there are a lot of uh, muslim uh, business community here and uh, when you compare with the uh, government service like there are so uh, the, i mean there, there isn't much uh, people in the government service but there are a lot of singleist people in the government service but so that's how uh, they have a lot of uh, muslim businessmen here and uh, people it's, it's easier for politicians to show them uh, look there are a lot a lot of muslim businessmen are there and they are taking over sri lanka then uh, showing the actual course. It's it's not very sellable thing to gain votes. So um,
1: I think, you know, we can, uh, we can wind up our program with that. Uh, anything you want to add, Andrew, before we sign off?
3: Uh, no, I mean, I, I, when I was, yeah, exactly, you know, I mean, uh, these are all business, I would say, these uh, sort of slogans and the rhetoric is, you know, driven towards supporting one sort of uh, business entity or the other it's it's not about being singhalese and buying singhalese it's about you know getting more business to one or two shops that are being operated by singhalese and and you're right Uh, these are just you know i would say just uh, political uh, not even political you know these are just publicity stunts
1: right all right so void um uh, i guess that's it for this episode and yep. uh we'll uh, meet up next week and uh, uh we'll uh you know come up with a new topic and uh you know invite some of our guests to come and yep. hear us some of their thoughts
0: yep looking forward to it
1: all right and uh prasad andrew thank you guys for coming uh see you next week hopefully
3: thank you thank man. you for having me and for the invite guys appreciate it and yeah it was a very good discussion of the book 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 of the book
2: of the book 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 of the live worldwide vale